Hey, we're starting a brand new series today. As Gay said, uh, we're talking about honor. And you might think, well, why are we talking about honor? You know, because today's culture has done a great job of ruining this concept of honor. Uh, we have confused honor with respect. And, uh, and we think honor is something that uh, uh, we, we withhold from a person based on their performance or based on how uh, we agree with them or not agree with them, based on how much uh, we even like them. But that's not biblical honor. So over the next uh, couple weeks, uh, we're going to talk about uh, honoring people that the Bible says deserve our honor. And uh, today we're going to start uh, by talking about honoring our parents. Watch this. This is just about the biggest thing I ever bought. It's a major step. Last big buy I made was my mom's and dad's anniversary present. What'd you get them? Septic tank. <laughs> Thank you. For the anniversary? Yeah. Well, they're really hard to buy for. Besides, it was something they could use. <laughs> Two tons of concrete, all steel reinforced. You're a fine son, Mark. Try. <laughs> Don't you just love how Andy's trying to say you're an idiot? Or not, not say you're an idiot. But anyway, honor your father and mother. You know, that is the first commandment that God gives us that has a promise attached to it. Uh, the word honor comes from a Hebrew word that means uh, to make weighty, uh, to really make important, to really make it heavily important. Uh, honor is to promote, it means to enrich, it means to glorify, it means to honor, honor God. Honor your father and mother, and here's the promise, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God gives you. Honor your father and mother, that your days may be long upon the, uh, the land which the Lord your God gives you. You want to live long? then you fulfill this promise to live long. Honor your father and mother. Now, Deuteronomy 5, 6 reiterates the fifth, the fifth commandment. It says, honor your father and your mother uh, as the Lord your God has commanded you that your days may be prolonged and that it may be well with you. He takes that a step further to say, not only will your days be prolonged, but that life will be well with you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. So here's what the Bible says. If you want things to go well in your life, and I, and I would say most of us here today, if not every one of us would say, I want things to go well in my life. Then if you want things to go well with your life, honor your father and your mother. Now what, uh, what is honor? Now honor is the unsentimental, it's unsentimental moral center. That means it's not something I have to feel it is an unsentimental moral center of the relationship between any child and his or her parents. It's not a Hallmark card, but it's a moral commitment to repeat or to re, uh, respect and have a lifelong loyalty toward. Now, today I want to talk, first of all, to those of you who have a good relationship with your parents. I mean, you have no problems when I talk about, whoops, sorry about the little spit there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, you see how easily I'm distracted. But uh, 
But there are those of you who have a good relationship with your parents, and I'm going to talk to you uh, first, and I'm going to share with you seven ways that you can honor your parents as an uh, adult child. Um, and I found these from an article I read uh, from Billy Graham, uh, who was 97 years old this week. So anyway, and then I want to help those of you who have been deeply hurt by your parents, be deeply hurt, disappointed, um, and and and. Uh, you, you just struggle when you hear the word um, relevant, or uh, relevant, that when you hear the word honor. Uh, so here we go. I want to give you seven ways to honor uh, your parents. First, value your parents' world. You know, your parents, our parents, my parents grew up in a different, in a different time, in a different culture, and they value things about the, uh, their life that, and in their life that, that you know, kind of doesn't make sense to me. And, and what Billy Graham is saying is value the world that your parents grew up in. No matter how old they are, they're living in a world, they live and grew up in a world, and are living in a world that is highly, highly relevant and valuable to them. So value your parents' world. Respect your parents' age. Don't balk, uh, balk their limitations or their inabilities, uh, but respect their wisdom and love them right where they're at in life. I mean, you know, as you get older and as I get older, uh, things doesn't, they don't come as easy. And, and we, we need to honor and respect uh, where they're at, their age in life. Next, model your parents' godly attributes. Now, if you think back, over your childhood and your life, your parents said and did many things that blessed your life. And, and, and so bless your children in the same way. You, you bring honor to your parents by uh, teaching uh, your children the same godly attributes that your, that your parents blessed you with. It honors them uh, and it honors the Lord when we bless our children. Besides, if it blessed you, think how much it will bless uh, your parents' grandchildren. Next, protect your parents' dignity. You see, the older they become, the more they will cherish your uh, hedge of protection around them. You know that we just need to protect their dignity. Remember, they protected you as a child, and they watched over you. And so uh, just uh, honor your parents by protecting uh, their dignity. Next, fulfill your parents' essential joy. I know I'm going fast through these, but uh, they're kind of self-explanatory. Fulfill your parents' essential joy. In other words, take time to find out what brings your parents joy. What is it that really brings joy to your parents and where they're at in life? You know, when I think about my mom and I think about what brings my mom and dad joy, you know, just a simple phone call to my mom brings her joy. I mean, she lights up uh, what I call. She answers the phone, and she's so happy to hear from me. And, and, you know, and so I try to do that three or four or five times a week. I just call my mom, simply call her. It, and a lot of times it's not about me at all because she tells me all the things that's going wrong, you know, uh, and, and what's hurting and what's not hurting and what pill, you know, and all that. She's 84 years old. But I know it brings her joy. You know, it might be simply answering the phone when your parents call, you know, that might bring them joy. Instead of leaving a voice message, you know, sometimes you get that call from your mom and you know, oh man, I'm not ready for that right now. Well, just simply answer the phone. Even if you have to make yourself to, because you know it brings them joy. Or maybe a short visit. 
you know, just to drop in and, and hug your mom or hug your dad or tell your dad thank you. Just find out what brings them joy. It might be sending them a card. My dad, when my dad gets a card for me, it's like I've made his month. I've made his year by sending him a card. So find out what brings them joy and give them a little joy. Also provide uh, for your parents' basic needs. Provide for your parents' basic needs. Billy Graham says, make certain that you're not feasting at the king's table while your parents are living out of a can of pork and beans. You know, make sure that they're eating well and that they're getting the right food. And finally, he says, just do it. Honor your God, honor your God-given responsibility. And our God-given responsibility that the Bible says is to honor our parents. Just do it. God said it. You will be glad you did. So honor your mother and father, the Bible says. Things will go well for you, and it will add to your days. Now, I know that some of you are sitting there, and you're saying, buddy, it is impossible for me to honor my parents. You, can, you don't know what I have been through as a child. You don't know how, you can't imagine how they treated me growing up. And I can't imagine it. But it doesn't change the commandment. You see, the commandment doesn't say, if your parents treated you well, honor them. You know, and it is a commandment. It's not a suggestion. He's, God's not saying, he's not saying, well, if you think about it, it's a good thought, honor your parents. No, he's saying it's a commandment. No matter how our parents treated us. And I, and I know that's a, a tough pill to swallow. I, I read a story from a woman this week about a, a church that she goes to every week. It's a true story. And she said here, her and her husband, they attend every Father's Day. They go to the same church. And she said that during these services, the pastor always asked if anyone would like to stand up and pay tribute to their father. And, and she said that one by one that people would stand and they would share their memories. And this lady says that every year without fail, a, a little frail little woman looking very weary from a hard life, she stands up. And she says it's like everyone is patiently watches as she rises slowly and, and confesses in a tired, trembling voice. She would confess this, my daddy was a drinking man. And he wasn't there much. But when he wasn't drinking, he was a good man. I loved my daddy. And she said the tears would well up in her, well up in her eyes as she, as she makes her way back to the pew. And this lady said she never says much because there isn't much to say. Said she never says much because there's not much to say. But she faithfully and sincerely obeys the fifth commandment to honor your father and your mother, even if her father didn't deserve it. Now, maybe you're like this woman and you were abandoned, or, or maybe you were disrespected, or maybe you were abused by a parent. Maybe you were verbally assaulted or physically assaulted, and you were forced to run and to hide. Or maybe there was a, uh, there's a history of bitterness and you're holding a grudge against your parent. Whatever it might be, 
For you, it's like every time you hear the phrase, honor your parents, it's like, God, you don't even know what you're talking about. To command me to honor someone that treated me the way my parent treated me. To honor someone. And every time you think about it, your stomach churns. And you get that sense of emptiness in your life because how can you honor someone who treated you with such disrespect? Believe me, I know full well. I grew up in a home where my father treated us like crap. Pardon my French. And I, I know what it's, I know what, it, I know what you're thinking and I know what it's like. Uh, and I know full well it's not easy to honor someone who has hurt you so deeply. You see, because our natural tendency when we've been hurt, when we've been treated with disrespect, when we've been abused, our natural tendency is to get back. Our natural tendency is not to honor someone, but to repay evil for evil. They did this to me, so I'm going to do this to them because I am going to pay them back because I want them to feel what I feel. And that's our natural tendency. We were born with that natural tendency to repay evil for evil, and we want to seek revenge. And if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, though, the Bible says to live, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. You see, Jesus challenges us. The Bible challenges us, and specifically the New Testament challenges us from the beginning up to the end to love your enemies, to pray for those who persecute you, to turn the other cheek, and so on, and so on, and so on. And I can tell you this, I, I know from personal experience, even in this past year, how to pray for someone that has hurt you and continues to hurt you, and to every day pray God's blessing for them and pray for them how effective that can be. You know, Matthew chapter 5, verses 44 through 47, Jesus asked, if, only, if you only love the people that love you, then where is your reward? I mean, it's so easy. I mean, as a pastor, to just love the people that you know love you, and, and, and no matter what they love you, it's so easy to love people who love you. But Jesus is saying, there's no reward in that. He's saying to us, how, if you're a believer, to love someone who loves you, how is that any different from people who don't believe? He's saying, loving, and I'm saying, loving parents who hurt you doesn't come from your own ability to love them. You can't do that on your own strength and your own abilities. It comes from the supernatural love of Jesus Christ who died for us even while we were undeserving sinners. Christ died for us. We didn't deserve that. We didn't deserve for him to die for us because we were sinners. And Romans 5, 8 tells us that. Through the power though, through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in us. You see, if you're a believer, I don't know if you know this or not, but if you're a believer and you believe in Jesus Christ and you invited him into your life, he moved right in. He lives in you through the power of the Holy Spirit lives in you. So you see, 
that the Holy Spirit lives in you, so that means that the power of God lives in you, and that power that lives in you is the same power that raised Jesus up from the dead. That same power lives in you. That same power that healed the blind person, that made the lame walk, made the deaf to hear, that same power lives within us. And it's that power that lives in us that gives us the ability to love those who have treated us poorly. That same power lives in us. It gives us the ability, the power to love those who don't deserve our love. You see, you may feel that by honoring your parent, you're letting them off the hook. I can remember when I got saved. I mean, the very, some of the very first words out of my mouth after I knelt at an altar and asked Jesus to forgive me of my sins, the very first words nearly out of my mouth was saying, I might be a Christian, but I'll never forgive my father. Because I wouldn't go let that dog off. <laughs> That's what I thought then. I wouldn't go let him off the hook. Because, you know, we have this sense in us that if we treat somebody back bad, that, that somehow we're punishing them. And they're living life and we're dying. You see, you might feel like honoring your parent is letting them off the hook. But remember, God knows what they did to you. God knows the pain that you're sitting in today. God knows the pain that you experienced in that home. And he says, never take your own revenge, beloved. Isn't that awesome that God calls us beloved? <laughs> I love that statement. Never take your revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord, and I think God will do a better job than I can. You see, you, you need to honor your parents, not because you think they deserve it, but because God asks you to, because God commands us to. We don't do it because they deserve it. By doing so, you honor God. By doing that, you honor God by keeping his commandments. So I, I would say to you today is start praying today for that supernatural strength to repay the evil done to you with good. Now, you can repay evil with good by, first of all, forgiving their transgressions. Now, forgiveness is a choice. You have to make that choice to forgive. It doesn't come natural. Because you're going to say, well, not, I don't feel like forgiving them. Well, you may never feel like forgiving them, but you have to make a choice that you're going to forgive. Now, when people commit a transgression against us, when people hurt us, abuse us, abandon us, disrespect us, they basically owe you a debt. In most cases, though, it's a debt that they cannot pay. It's a debt that they cannot. You see, forgiveness means that you choose to wipe away the debt that they owe, that you're canceling it. You're saying, yep, you owe me big time. But I'm making a conscious choice today to say it's canceled. It's done away with. In Matthew 18, Jesus told the story of a slave who owed his king a great deal of money more than he could pay. And the slave begged, please, please, please give me more time. And the king had compassion on him and forgave him all of his debts. Now later, the slave confronted a friend who owed him a little money. And, this, and, he, and he confronted him and the friend begged him for more time, but the slave had him thrown into prison. Man, when the king discovered that, Jesus said, when the king discovered what had happened, he had the slave tortured until he repaid all that he owed. 
That's here to say to us, we must not use the hurts of the past as an excuse to avoid this commandment. Jesus said, my heavenly father will also do the same for you, to you, if each of you does not forgive the brother from your heart. So we need to forgive. Next, extend mercy. How many of you would say, as I would say, I'm a good person? How many of you say, I'm a good person? Wow, a lot of good people here. Y'all, I'm, I'm the best, but y'all are uh, pretty good. Now, <laughs> now <clears throat> how many of you that raised your hand have ever told a lie? That's what I thought. <laughs> how, how many of you have ever stolen something? Now, I'm not talking about something major. It could be just a piece of bubble gum, but you stole something in your life. How many of you say that? I'm going to see your hands. Yeah, God sees his hands too. <laughs> How many, now here we go. Now, this will take us back to lying. How many of us have ever lusted? Come on, guys. Yeah, look at the girls too. Yeah, way to go. And the rest of you are still lying. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just messing with you. Wow. So what does that say about us? It says we need mercy. It says that we too need mercy. If you answered any yes to any of those questions, you have broken the Ten Commandments. Now, were it not for God's mercy to send his son to die for our sins... While we were yet still sinners, God sent his son to die for us. If it were not for God's mercy to send his son to die for us, we would be destined for eternity in hell. Aren't you glad for mercy? Man, me too. I don't know who said that, but me too. Big amen. So the next time your parent says a hurtful word to you or, the, or you get this terrible memory of the past and, 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 and you remember that or, or your parents still offend you in some way, remember that God chose to have mercy on you. I'm glad he had mercy on me. Instead of simmering in anger, look at your parents with compassion and put aside any bitterness that tries to form in your heart. Gosh, you know, I was just, I had this thing and I'm thinking about that whole thing of growing up in that home and, and realizing and finding out later how bad he was treated by his dad. Man, it makes me have compassion. And it makes me thank God that I, God had mercy on me and I'm able to show mercy to others. Cool, I went through my head, I had to get it out. Sometimes when things get, sometimes I say things that's in my head I shouldn't say. <laughs> but have convinced, and ask the Holy Spirit, that power that lives in you, to, to help you put aside any bitterness that tries to form in your heart or still in your heart. You see, adult children say terribly, go through terrible, dis, difficult pain of memories and the bitterness that's there. Another way to repay evil uh, with good is by speaking well of your parents, by speaking well of them. You know, I, I deal with children, adult children all the time, and, and, you know, we say some disrespectful things about our parents. I mean, I hear, I hear people say things about their parents, and I think, wow. And, and, and we speak with bitterness and anger over things that happened many years ago, and, and I understand that. But the question is, how do you speak well of a parent who has hurt you deeply? 
by doing something that many of us learned when we were kids. If you can't say something good, don't say anything at all. I mean, we don't have to say anything. We don't have to tell the world how bad they treated us. Speak well of your parents if you can. If you can't, don't speak evil of them. Remember the woman at the church service? She didn't have much to say about her dad. But what she did say was kind. I mean, she didn't stand up and say all the things that he must have done to her. She could have gone on probably for hours and hours and hours about the ways that he messed up her life. He messed up her childhood. But instead, she chose to stop blaming. And she chose to honor the father, whether he deserved it or not. She kept the command. You see, next we can repay good for evil by praying for the parent who mistreated you. Jesus said in Luke 6, 28, to pray for those who mistreat you. When was the last time you and your children prayed for your mom or dad? You see, we don't hide that from our children. You know, we say, well, my children, we don't hide that animosity. We don't hide that anger. I mean, we think we do, but I think our children are wise enough and smart enough to see that we don't have much respect or honor for our parents. And so when is the last time you've gathered your children around and said, let's pray for my mom and dad today? Let's just pray for them. And, and, and why not this week just pray that God would change your parents' hearts or that parent who hurt you? Why not pray that he would bring healing and restoration in your heart and in your relationship? If they're, if they're not Christians, pray, that, pray for their salvation. I can promise you this. As you pray, God will lift that burden from you. As you pray for them, God will lift that burden from your heart. He may never change your parent, but I can promise you, if you begin to pray, God will lift that burden and that pain and all that hurt that you've been carrying around for years that's causing you more pain than you can ever think that you're causing your parent by not honoring them. God will lift a burden from you and he will heal your heart and he will heal maybe, possibly, your relationship with your parents. James 5.16 says, the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. So last, you can repay evil with good by staying connected. By staying connected. You see, when relationships are strained, it's easy to go your separate ways, isn't it? I mean, you get somebody you're ticked off with and you see them in the grocery store, and you say, uh-oh. And you go down the frozen food aisle, and you kind of hide behind your cart because <laughs> you don't want them to see you, because you want to avoid them, because they cause you pain when you see them. I've seen some of you in the grocery store, and I've hid from you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But... <laughs> When relationships are strained, it's easy to go our separate way, but that prevents healing. I mean, isolation doesn't bring healing. It often just creates more pain and more damage. Don't leave your parents out of your life. Do your best to include them in your life, no matter how big a pain they are. I, I want to close with a Grimm's fairy tale from the 1800s. 
Now, I don't know if any of you are familiar with them. I wasn't until I found an illustration about honor, and I'm going to read it to you. The story goes like this. Once upon a time, there was a little old man. His eyes blinked, and his hands trembled. And when he ate, he clattered the silverware distressingly. He missed his mouth with the spoon as often as not, and he dribbled a bit of food on the tablecloth. Now, he lived with his married son because having nowhere else to live, and his son's wife didn't like the arrangement. And she said, I can't have this. It interferes with my right to happiness. So she and her husband took the old man gently but firmly by the arm and led him to the corner of the kitchen. And they, there they set him on a, a stool and gave him his food in an earthenware bowl. From then on, he always ate in the corner, blinking at the table with wishful eyes. One day his hands trembled rather more than usual and the earthen bowl fell and broke. If you're a pig, said the daughter-in-law, you must eat out of a trough. So they made him a little wooden trough, and he got his meals in that. The people had a four-year-old son with whom they were very fond. One evening, the young man noticed his boy playing intently with some bits of wood, and they asked what he was doing. He said, I'm making a trough. He asked, smiling for approval to feed you and mama out of when I get big. <laughs> the man and his wife looked at each other for a while and they didn't say anything. Then they cried a little. Then they went back, they went to the corner and they took the little old man by the arm and led him back to the table. The man and his wife looked at each other for a while and they didn't say anything. They sat him in the comfortable chair and gave him food on a plate. And the daughter-in-law said, Dad, we want you to sit here. And you can clatter and spill all you want. We want you to sit here because we love you. And we want you in our home. From then on, nobody ever scolded, even when he clattered or spilled or broke things. That's a fairy tale. The story is not that far-fetched, though. You see, I think it says clearly and directly what God meant when he commanded us. Honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you today that you're a great God, that you're a good, good God, a good, good father, and that you love us beyond what we can even imagine. And God, no doubt today there are there are sons and daughters that are sitting in this room or listening online today, watching online or sitting in the cafe, that this has been a very difficult message to hear. But God, I pray, Father, that even right now in the midst of the situation they find themselves in, God, that your small, still, wonderful, loving voice will speak deeply in each of our hearts. I pray, God, that you will be that with that one who has been abused, who has been disrespected, Lord, who, Lord, who has been abandoned. God, I pray that, Lord, if they know you as their Savior, that, God, that supernatural power of the Holy Spirit living in them, 
will rise up and give them the power and the strength and the courage to just take one way that we've talked about today and honor their parents. I pray for healing, Lord. I pray that we will lay down our burdens and that we will find healing in this room today. Because in this room today, folks, God is here. And in God's presence, there is healing. There's restoration. There is hope. There are second chances. And if you need forgiveness today for the bitterness and the maybe whatever those things that you have done, that you repaid evil for evil, would you just ask God right now to forgive you? Just forgive you? And will you pray for your parent? As, a, as, a, as the band sings today, as we contemplate, as we're just there, we don't have to stand. And as you're contemplating, will you just, whatever God, whatever that small, still voice says to you today, will you just do it? Will you just do it? Will you just honor God by honoring your mother and your father? Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. If you want to come up and pray while they sing, you can do that. But however God leads you today, God bless you. For the honor of the Father that reaches out to us. 